0: Own. A place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the X Zone. Coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And if you'd like to give us a call, 1-800-610-7035, email is xzone at com. On all social media sites, xoneradiotv and our website, www.xoneradiotv.com My guest this hour is J. Mark Campbell. He's the Communications Director at the United West. Now in the past Mark was a certified novel broadband and Cisco network engineer who was a teacher, designer and implementer of global area networks for AT&T, Sprint and other telecom carriers throughout the US and abroad. Now Mark was one of the few to select few to actually lead Cisco network engineers in implementing and testing the then new voice over IP protocol in Australia in the late 1990s. Yet after September 11, 2001, Mark began focusing his efforts on understanding why the 9-11 attacks occurred and wrote three unpublished books on the issue. In 2008, Mark joined with Tom Trento, where in 2009 he and his video team uncovered OnFilm, a terrorist fundraising network in Florida, coordinated by then-Florida governor's faith-based... Islamic advisor Imam Muhammad Musri. And this eventually led to the banning of the admitted Hamas terrorist fundraiser George Galloway from the US and the removal of Musri as Islamic advisor to Governor of Florida. Joining me now from Florida is J. Mark Campbell, who is the, as I said, the communications director at the United West, and their website is theunitedwest.org. And Mark, uh, thanks very much for joining us tonight. I know you're a busy guy. So, um I have to ask you, here we are, we're coming up to the anniversary of 9/11 in a few days. What have you learned since since that 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 horrific day? And what has have you become any more enlightened on what really happened and what the reason was?
1: Yes, I have. First of all, thank you for having me on your show, Rob. I appreciate that. And uh, yes, I have. It, it's uh, when I first started on this. I was just simply trying to figure out why they attacked us. Why mm-hmm. did they hate us? Why, yeah. What did we? Do? What did we do wrong? And th- and that was the uh, initial impetus of my whole investigation. I never intended to get knee deep into the whole uh, counter jihad movement. I never had any intention to doing any video editing. Never had any intention of doing anything I'm doing now. And it just the more and more I looked into it. The more and more I found that it was worse than I thought. And that's when I picked up the camera and said, Well, if it's that bad, then I have to go out and, you know, capture it on film. And when I started actually going out there on the ground, looking, you know, into the mosque, into the field, it, it became, you know, mm-hmm. worse than I thought.
0: Where were you on the day the Twin Towers went down?
1: I was in San Antonio, Texas, during a. Uh, doing doing an IT job down there. I just got back from Australia.
0: What were your feelings as uh, as you sat there and and watched the attacks take place?
1: Well, I had no idea it was a terrorist attack right at first. It was uh, completely a... uh, I thought it was just a plane that hit the building. Mm -hmm. And I was... I had no idea about Islam or anything. You you could have picked up a Quran and showed it to me. I wouldn't know what it was. Uh, I was completely ignorant of everything Islamic, everything... Jihad related. I had no clue that it could even possibly, in the far first reach of my mind, be a terrorist attack. I thought it was just a plane crashing. Yeah.
0: How did you feel when you put one on one together and got terrorist attack?
1: Well, like I said, that's when I started to say, "Well, why did they? Why did we do so wrong? What, what was it that, that we did?" And like most Americans, we take responsibility for our actions, and mm-hmm. we take responsibility for what we do. And then, um, then to come to discover this other culture out there is eighty opposite of ours in, in pretty much every direction, and every aspect—and it's it is you know very fascinating. Is you know the this. Uh, "Quote unquote Islamic culture," and I don't even want to call it Islamic culture. It's just a mindset, really, where you do not take responsibility for your actions. Everybody else is to blame. You're always the victim, and it's that victim mentality that that permeates, you know, the, that whole Middle Eastern region. Is somebody else's fault? Someone made me do it, and and we're just not, you know, you know, our 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 mindset is 180 opposite of that. Yeah. And every time you look at something else, it becomes more and more. Uh, you know, we're diametrically opposed in in pretty much every aspect of our life.
0: Mark, stand by. You and I have to take our two-minute commercial break. We'll be right back. Exxonation. J. Mark Campbell is our special guest. He's the communications director at the United West. Their website is www.theunitedwest.org. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Mark and I will return in two minutes. Don't go away. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call two zero one nine three four eight nine eight six or Skype at Elizabeth Joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new visions.com. Mark Campbell is my special guest this hour. Theunitedwest.org dot is the website. Uh, Mark, how do you think that this entire scenario was able to go under the radar? Where up until uh, up until September the 11th, nobody had really paid any attention to Islam, to the 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 thought or even the possibility that we would be attacked, even though. This was the second attack on the twin towers. It's like, okay, this was a one in a li- once in a lifetime thing. And nobody's going to do it again. And bang, away you go. You had two right. twin towers. You had the Pentagon. You had the plane that was taken down in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, by a group of very courageous people.
1: Well, well, there's a multitude of reasons, and the more I investigated this, the there was a m- many reasons why this was, uh, you know, under put under the radar, mm-hmm. if you will. It's because on both sides, on the Democrat and the Republican side, you know, from our, you know, in our system of uh, government, yeah. is we have, a, you know, a two party system here, and the Democrats and the Republicans were both involved in bringing in uh, Islamic money and Islamic advisors and, and oil wealth, and the money just corrupted both sides of our our political process and and it was a concerted effort by the muslim brotherhood back in the 1960s uh, to actually infiltrate our governmental system and it just kept going and in the 1990s it just it became worse uh and a, a man by the name of you know musa abu mazouk uh, mazouk uh he's the deputy chief of hamas today was one of the primary uh Persons uh, uh, setting up, you know, a lot of these covert, if you will, groups in the United States, and they're very public in nature. There's Nothing covert about them at all. You know, like the Council of America's Islamic liberation. there's Nothing covert about the group. It's just that their motives don't want to be don't want to be exposed. And uh, it's from both sides. It's from the Republicans and the Democrats, and the and the oil money just got got involved in it all.
0: So how do, you know, like here we are in the year 2014, like I said, a few days away from the anniversary of, of 9-11. What have we learned, and how can we prevent this from happening again?
1: Well, unfortunately, uh, we haven't learned that much. We're, we're still, the, the vast majority of the country, I would say, uh, is really ignorant of, of the insidious nature of the Muslim Brotherhood and their doctrine and their motives, I mean, just now, today, even within the last month, we're, we're starting startin to see, well, this is the ideology that they're preaching and that they want to have happen. And whether it's ISIS, whether it's Iran, whether Indeed. it's the Muslim Brotherhood, they all have the same thing in common, which is three things, convert, submit, or die. There, there's, it's pretty simple in, in its execution, and it's doctrinal. It it's, comes right from their, their teaching. You and.
0: Know, this is how we believe. I understand that people have the right to believe what they want to believe in the as the, for their religion. They have the right to free speech. But when it comes to the, um, how can I best best say this in trying to be politically correct at the same time? When it when it comes well, to the the national right. security, when it comes to the national security, we know that. There are terrorist organizations that are planning to to continue the attacks on American soil. That they are bounded, determined to take over the world by hook or by crook. And when we look at the, the the fights, the wars that have been going on between the the Muslims and the Christians, this isn't the first time that this has happened in our lifetime. This has been going on for hundreds of years. So how come we haven't learned yet?
1: Well, let's, let's first make a distinction here between an ideology and a person. Okay, is when I talk about Islam or I talk about uh, the ideology of Islam, I'm talking that it's a corrupt uh, system of ideology. Pe- people who call themselves Muslims, I don't think they most the vast majority of them have no idea what the core teachings of, of of the ideology are, and they simply go go along with the leadership. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, is the ideology of Nazism, for example, is an abhorrent ideology. And when you look at it, it just just on its face, where it, it promotes the genocide of Jews, and where it, where it promotes the domination of the totalitarian takeover of the world, where it talks about killing people who are of another race or of no, no, another religion purely because of their religious beliefs... Mm-hmm. It, that that's barbaric i mean we like i said we see it today with isis yeah the, the, it's it's a it's bar, barbarism and if you want to follow an ideology that says you other people must convert submit or die i will fight you to the ends of the earth because that you're you're trying to deny my freedom of religion and if you want but if you want to go pray to uh, allah and towards mecca and pray towards the kaaba Stone, five times a day go ahead knock yourself out i could care less but when you say, I can't preach, I can't believe what I want to believe, and you're going to either kill me, force me to pay a jisha tax, or kill me, I mean, this is not rocket science, Bob. No. It, 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 you really don't you strip away all the political correctness. You look at the ideology. Take it away from the people that you know. This is where I find a lot of problems. People try to associate a person they know and say, well, he's he's Muslim, he's fine, Yeah. but he's not fun. But he's not. If he doesn't go towards ISIS, goes towards, then, you know, he's not following doctrine. I and mean, this is not J. Mark Campbell saying this. This is very learned Islamic scholars from Sahih Kutub and and beyond. I mean, all you have to do is read their own words, read their own writings. Look at Al Hazar University, for example. Al Hazar University is a is a teaching center to teach. Muslim Brotherhood doctrine, to that convert, submit or die doctrine. But anyway, like I said, this is not rocket science.
0: All right, we know that that there are organizations within the United States where they the or these organizations have been infiltrated by the 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 um, terrorist or the. um uh,
1: you mean organizations such as CARE and those type of organizations you're talking about? Yeah,
0: and we also know that the Muslim Brotherhood.
1: Well, for, for, well, well, first of all, CARE, I just want to make a, a quick correction. CARE was not infiltrated by terrorists, it was created by terrorists. A big difference. Whoa. It whoa, was whoa set whoa. up by Hamas. Really? It was yes, back in 1994, I mean, 90, 92, 93, October 2nd and 3rd. Uh, 1993 there's a secret meeting in philadelphia recorded by the fbi anybody can go look it up go look it up for yourselves if you want to it's called the philadelphia meeting october 2nd 3rd fbi wiretap presented in the holy land foundation trial as evidence of the hamas meeting the people who found who were there who ran the meeting was omar ahmed who was the founder of care and his right and another person who was at the meeting there was also Nihad Awad, the current director of care and alongside was uh the Musa Abu mazurk a globally designated terrorist his right hand man and his and his financer were at the meeting and they helped organize this meeting and he, these are i'm not saying any conspiracy thing here this mm-hmm. is court records These are court documents go look them up care was founded by terrorists there is no no doubt about it you just gotta go look. Read the information. It's out there, folks.
0: So if all this information is out there, Mark in court yes. documents, in, in FBI reports and other intelligence agencies, homeland security and all these people are aware of the danger and the threat level that is imminent, Why is nothing being done about it?
1: Well, that's a good that's a that's the million dollar question. That wasn't because you have a Judge Solis, uh, came there at the end of the Holy Land Foundation trial. Mm-hmm. He was so upset at everything that he was, that was being presented for, from him. He took an unprecedented step, if you will. He just, he said, not only are you guys guilty of the whole in the Holy Land Foundation trial of funding terrorism, there's all these co-conspirators that are involved with you too. And we want the government to go after it. In fact, I'm going to make a, a unindicted co-conspirator list to help force the government to go after them. And he listed their names. He listed a bunch of individuals, a bunch of names, including CARE, the North American Islamic Trust. it's All the, all the four-letter words you can think of, of of the people who were involved in it. And it's every major Muslim group in America. And CARE and the North American Islamic Trust went and tried to get their names removed off this list. And an appeals court looked at it and says, no, you guys are obviously 100% with Hamas. You guys stay on the list. We're not getting rid of you. You know, you wish you could make this stuff up. You look at it and you say, okay, why aren't they getting prosecuted? Well, you look at the current White House, it's completely infiltrated with Muslim Brotherhood operatives. There are six known Muslim Brotherhood operatives in the White House right now, and chances are there's a lot more. Now, also, you look in the Republican side. I'm not trying, this is not a Republican or a Democrat issue. You look on the, pro, the Republican side. You get people like Grover Norquist, who is the number one you know, supporter of the Muslim Brotherhood on the Republican side of the ticket. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Like I said, there's, there's massive amounts of money coming in mm-hmm. here to buy politicians to keep them quiet.
0: So what do you, what do you think and, the ultimate goal is?
1: Convert, submit, or die. <laughs> there is no, they, they tell you it. I, I'm not making. This not my mm-hmm. opinion. This is what they tell you is their goal. Look at the Hamas Charter, which is founded by the Muslim Brotherhood, Hamas, which founded Care. Okay. Mm-hmm. Care is nothing more than the, the the media arm of the Muslim Brotherhood in you know next in Gaza area. And if you read their charter, read their... Look up the, uh, the covenant, the Hamas covenant, their constitution, if you will. The very first line, Israel will exist and continue to exist until Islam will obliterate it. What is confusing about this? What is hard to understand? They're telling you what they're going to do.
0: But are they telling us why they're going to do it?
1: Yeah, because of their religion and faith.
0: Stand by, Mark. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Interesting conversation, Exonation. My guest this hour is ours, J Mark Campbell. He's the communications director at The United West. www.theunitedwest.org. This is The Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern and then all weekend. And we're heard around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our family of broadcast affiliates. Terrestrial radio stations, satellite programmers, and internet providers as well. I'll be back on the other side of this news break. Don't go away. www.thexzonestore.com. You know, I've been doing this show 23 years now, and I can always tell when somebody has a lot of passion about a topic that we're discussing, and I've got to tell you, Exonation, I guess this hour, J. Mark Campbell, is really passionate about this. He wants the truth to get out there. There's so much going on right under everybody's nose, and here you've got a handful of people we are saying, hey, guys, take the blinders off. Look what's happening right in front of you. Mark, you were telling me during the commercial break that you actually walked into a, Ham- a Hamas fundraiser in Florida.
1: Yeah, and, re- and it was right down the street from my house. That was the funny thing about it. And uh, we saw we saw in the advertisement that they had a, a gentleman by the name of George Galloway
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, coming to the mosque. And if you, anybody knows anything about uh, Muslim you know, uh, Muslim bad guys. George Galloway, who's a member of Parliament in the UK, is has been handed bags full of cash to Hamas in Gaza on camera and says, come arrest me. He openly defies uh, international law and hands bags full of cash to Hamas. Canada, your country is in him, And that's pretty bad when Canada bans you from
0: anything. Well, that's true, and,
1: eh? <laughs>
0: we're the nice guys, eh? Yeah, don't don't.
1: are the nice guys. Yeah. Everybody loves Canada.
0: That that's 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 because but we've got Tim Hortons coffee up here that just got bought by uh, Burger King.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're, we're, we see this uh, fundraiser mm-hmm. going going on in 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 the in the Mosque and he's Palestinian. We know it's 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 going to be a Hamas fundraiser. It's, right. You know, that's what he does. That's what George Galloway does. So we, so we had to figure out how to get in there because we don't look Muslim, and there's like seven of us. So we had to get into the mosque and actually film this stuff. So we decided to come up with a plan of actually uh, acting as the camera crew and come in like two minutes before the event started and <laughs> rush right in. So we rushed, Kate, so we came into the event. We said, "I go, where's Imam Musriat, which is the guy who." The Imam of the mosque. We said we need to uh, set up our uh, we need to set up for the for the video shoot. Where's the Imam Musri at? And I go, well, I don't know. He's he's all running around over here. And we go, oh, don't worry about it. We'll just we'll just go set up. I know what to do. And so I started directing people all around the mosque, <laughs> laying cables, you know, acting like you own the place. You mm-hmm. know? And so we we got three different camera shoots. I'm giving hand signals across the thing and everything. And I kept waiting for people coming. Well, who are you? And one person came up and asked me, he said, well, who are you? I go, well, we're the camera crew for the event. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he <They> walked away. <laughs> 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 so we're sitting there filming the uh, filming the whole event, and, you know, Galilee and everybody thinks he's among his peeps, so he's he just freely speaking whatever he wants to say. <laughs> <clears throat> and the whole time, I thought we are going to get busted the whole time, but... So we, we get it, and we, we look at what we have, and it's a complete total Hamas fundraiser we catch on tape inside a mosque. Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the, yeah, inside a mosque, we catch the Hamas fundraiser. And then they come to find out that the imam of the mosque is the governor's of Florida's faith-based advisor.
0: Oh, boy.
1: And, I mean, it, so we turn we don't, we weren't just after trying to make a YouTube video or anything like that. What we did, we took it to the FBI. We said, hey, FBI, look at this. We've got a Hamas fundraiser right here, and the governor's state-based advisor is behind it. And so it was about a year went by and everything. And they finally, it went all the way up through uh, uh, federal court, you know, federal It's about a year and a half, actually. And we finally got George Galloway banned from the United States because of this Hamas fundraiser. Unreal. And we eventually got the, the, governor, the governor's state-based advisor to be removed. As a faith-based advisor. so. But but the bad news is, George Galloway got elected as a member of Parliament again, uh, just recently, of uh, the Respect Party, and he's allowed back in the United States. So that's uh, that's one of the the, the the downers of this whole thing, if you will.
0: How many how many of these different sleeper cells, if I can use that that term? Do you believe there are in the United States right now raising money for the cause?
1: Well, if you look at, uh, you know, one of the simple things to do, excuse me, excuse me. Sorry, I'm catching a bad cold here. I'm sorry to hear that. Is, yeah, the uh, one of the, uh, all right, you have to look at the mosque ownership, <laughs> you have to look at where the. Who owns the mosque. Mm-hmm. And the ones owned by the North America North American Islamic Trust is a Hamas front group. And you go down, you just go down a list, and I'd have to say a good 70 to 80 percent of them, conservatively, uh, you know, support indirectly to uh, the uh, terrorism movement. Because if you look at their what they have to give, uh, one part of their doctrine of zakat is supposed to go fund jihad. And that's you know, this is not Mark saying this, it's right out of their right out of their books. Mm-hmm. So they have a Zakat committee and the Zakat committee has to give the money to fight holy war or jihad, if you will. And so so a lot of this is actually being funded through the mosque. And if you look at going back to Musa Abu uh Marzouk, if you look at him and Haniev his 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 cohort up there they're making, they're making billions of dollars. He's worth 2 to $4 billion, 2 to $3 billion, Marzouk is, and uh, Hania is, you know, worth double that. Once again, these aren't my words, aren't my figures. These right. are what people have discovered. And there's billions with a B, not millions, with a B. And it's a big, is, if you look at it as a mafioso uh, type of, uh, you know, N- New Jersey mafia clan. Right. That's probably a more analogous you know, to what it is than it well, is. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't,
0: I don't think Tony Soprano ever wanted to, uh, to take over the United States. I think he was pretty happy with his own little, his own little organization, and uh, right. and the difference between the mafia, which which you know they're they're just businessmen basically, you know, they, they run a good business, mm-hmm. and uh, many many times I've said if the government would actually take the the working model that the mafia uses it would work a lot better, but that's for another show. Um, Yeah, really. Yeah, you know, the the jihadists, uh, they scare the hell out of me.
1: Well, they should. But here's the good news about jihadists. What we've always found, if you fight them, if Mm -hmm. you go after them and go aggressively towards them, they actually run away from you because uh, they're they're really cowards at heart. And they, they do not like the, the light of truth being shown upon them, because they won't debate us in a debate. They refuse no, right? to do that, because we nail them every time. With facts, lots, we don't have to make stuff up. It's all there in black and white, hmm. in their words, in their, in their doctrines, in their ideology. It's you Just read it, understand what they're doing, and you know, it's actually pretty simple.
0: All right, so what's the difference between a and jihadist good. and what we're seeing today with ISIS?
1: There is no difference. What are you and, talking about? It's the same doctrine, the same ideology, the same everything. Okay, why I was saying that there, because there's no difference. Here.
0: Because I, I think that the that the manner in which ISIS deals with the uh, the day to day reality of terror is a lot stronger than uh, the old Al Qaeda. You know, I think the the ISIS people are targeting the young people. They're using the social media. They're using Western techniques for recruitment, and and listen, today they cut the head off of another American, and they're threatening to cut the head off of, of, of a British subject.
1: Okay. If you, if you go back and you look at Muhammad's rule mm-hmm. during his time period, it's exactly what he did. Muhammad was a lot crueler than ISIS was. Wow. You read his... They put it in doctrine. This is not Mark saying this. This is... The scholars, the authoritarian,s the people who write books about this stuff in Arabic. This is what they they're following Muhammad. Muhammad was far worse than ISIS ever thought about being. Now, put that in your cap and think about it.
0: We were talking before about Israel, and and, and you know, we were talking about why you know what the um, what the Muslims were saying about Israel that 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 it's. Basically, a, a clash of cultures, a clash of religions. Why? What did the Israelis ever do to the Muslims to cause this hate?
1: Muhammad um, killed them. Muhammad wanted them dead. That's 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 all the reason they need. They are the you're seeing this uh, genocidal mentality, you know, inside the, uh, the the Middle Eastern countries, especially, and you're mm-hmm. seeing it popping up more and more in Europe, and you're starting to see it's You know, not, not, not as bad as it is in Europe, but it's starting to pop its head up over here in the United States. This whole, uh, it's a clash of, of cultures, meaning this is a tribal war. This is a, you know, Hatfield and McCoy war going all the way back to, you know, hundreds and, you know, hundreds of years. They have, you know, they have to keep their tribe, their race, their, their social order pure. I mean, what does that sound like? Why do you think the, uh, they joined with the Nazis back in World War II, created the Handscar Division? Go look, not making this up, go look it up. The Handscar wiped out 90% of the Bosnian Jews. So efficiently, so efficiently, Hitler trained his SS officers to go with the Handscar Division to learn from them how to kill Jews. This genocidal Jew, this is a war that goes so far back because Mohammed killed the Jews. Mohammed said, you must rid the world of Judaism. Not me saying this, Mohammed. All right, so (laughs)
0: taking a look at the big picture, Mark, how do we stop it? How do we turn it around? How do we fight it?
1: well there's many ways first of all uh, it's you you have to give these people other than religion to what to fight for mm-hmm. and what to die for you know in America and Canada and Western civilizations, we have a way to get our self worth our self honor our 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 soul if you will of our spirit to be guided towards other things in America, a lot of it 's capitalism and in in other societies it 's different forms of you know honor if you, sure. you go into the military for example you, you become a colonel you know you have more honor than a major mm-hmm. and so you have a, a system of way to get respect and self worth over, yeah, over in the middle east over in the middle east and in islamic culture it's your honor is all determined by how pure you keep your women and when you keep your women pure your family has honor your tribe has honor and you you move up into the society Uh, that, that is the reason they dress their women in veils and burqas. They want to keep their Mm -hmm. women pure so their family has a way to gain honor. It's, it's just a, this is a whole hour lecture on this subject, but it's a, uh, it's a different form of how to get, gain your self-respect. And as long as they're, they're determined to gain their honor through the purity of the women, any other tribe that tries to come in and spoil their women's purity is going to be, you know, a considered a threat. In their little kingdoms, and so you have to break mm-hmm. this uh, this female domination cycle that 's one key thing and you have to give people an outlet of where to go, so you have to westernize the women if you don 't start there you 're actually going to have a long long, hard road to, to hoe.
0: so 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 how do you westernize the women if they 're under the dominant control of the male
1: Good question that's, you know that 's the reason they the uh, Islamic cultures try to shut down the Internet, try to shut down music, try to shut down, uh, you know, any type of outside influence. You know, fortunately, you know, people, young kids want to go look at this stuff. Right. But here's here's the problem. If they do and they somehow do have, uh, you know, dishonor the family, have sexual relations or whatever you Mm -hmm. will, they're actually banished from the community. And it's very difficult for a young woman to, to leave the Islamic community because once she leaves her faith, she's an apostate who must be killed. Wow. And that's, look at the, look at the Rifka Berry case we dealt with. We helped a girl who was a Muslim girl escape from Islam. And we reached out to her. And, well, she actually reached out to us. She says, please help me. And she says, I want to go to Christianity, was her chosen thing she wanted to do. Right. And she says, I can't get out of here. I can't escape, they're going to kill me, I'm going to the vet. And she was dead serious, and she was right, they were. And we finally got her out of, of that situation, and actually got her to a safe house. But you need to repeat that process about 10 million times. And the the the, the community, the Islamic community, has these women locked down. And they do not let them, you know... You know, if you if you think of, of a woman in the Islamic community as a piece of property or a dog, if you will, mm-hmm. and you don't want that 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 dog to become impure, impure bred, then um, you have to lock him down. Wow. You have to control, you know, everything that goes around them, and that's at the heart of the base culture of, you know, of a lot of these Islamic communities.
0: All right, if we know that's the base culture, and we know. Mm-hmm. That changing their ways is going to be next to impossible to westernize them. Why is immigration of these these areas allowed to come into the states? Why isn't immigration refused?
1: Good question. And why do you think now that uh, you know Obama, who's head of art you know, wants to let immigration open, mm-hmm. he's trying to cut into the, the base of America? And Canada, you you guys have a big big problem up there, you know. Coming in from Iran, I don't know if you solved yeah. that, but uh, it's a, it's a huge culture. I mean, it's a huge problem with with that culture. Wants to come in and they don't. They, they do not want to assimilate. That's the problem. They want to convert your culture to their culture that they ran from. Yeah. It, it's it's really kind of a backward thinking mentality, but it's it really is. And so you have to. Look or you know put it put it to you in this light. Uh, during World War II would you let people that were part of the Nazi party come into your 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 country? Well, of course not. No. It's insane.
0: Well look what we did to the poor Japanese you, Americans for goodness sake. We put them in internment camps.
1: I know. But if you if you look at it as far, far as that mentality concerned, then, you know
0: Mark I hope I don't run
1: over time here. I don't know how close it
0: is. Well, we've got twenty okay. seconds, so you and I will be back as we wrap up this hour here on the on My very special guest, Jay okay. Mark Campbell, communications director at the United Way. The United West, I should what? say. West. The United West dot O R G. We'll be back, don't go away. Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com and author signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.wentechfails.com and wwwm www.theexonestore.com Rob McConnell here presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jennicks, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologist Welcome back, everyone. This is the Axon. J. Mark Campbell's my special guest. He's uh, communications director at the United West, www.theunitedwest.org. Now, something is happening that, that is going to blow the socks off of a lot of people. I don't want to spill the beans yet. Yet. But in the next couple of weeks, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have Mark back on. We're going to have Tom Trenton back on. He's going to be on with me later on this week. And the project that these two gentlemen are going to tell you about are going to blow your minds. That is a promise. Hopefully, I know it will. I know it will. You guys have got something that is uh, long overdue, and I congratulate you and Tom and the rest of your team on it. You've got an event coming up, my friend. Tell our listeners about it.
1: Yeah, we have an event with uh, Alan West, the former congressman Alan West, uh, Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, who was the uh, sub- the, the commander of Delta yep. Force. He's actually one of the founding members of Delta Force, and uh, noteworthy, the, the Black Hawk Down the movie. You can yep. Remember that? That was that was part of his uh, organization. In, in um, fact, so, uh, in, fact Mack- in fact,
0: in uh, fact, Jerry Boykin was on first hour tonight. Yeah.
1: Oh, good! Yeah, great yeah, guy. He's, great he's, he's guy. A firebrand.
0: Oh gosh.
1: He's a wonderful man. Yes. Yeah, wait till you get, get him. Tell you some of his war stories. They're pretty good. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant General McInerty. <laughs> Lieutenant General McInerty. He's uh, he's actually another you know uh, excellent. He, he was the uh, the third highest ranking uh, Air Force officer in the United States Air Force. Commanded Alaska NORAD, wow. and uh, just a you know. He's one of the Fox News contributors. You see him on, on TV all the time. Also, Gary Bernstein, who's a uh, former CIA station chief. A station chief is the one who's a, the head honcho over all the uh, the CIA spooks. And we just had him on our show today. And he's uh, he just got back in country. We, he, we lost him there for a while. He went off on somewhere, unknown mission, and just got back. And uh, he was one who tracked down bin Laden first, had him cornered. Had Bin Laden cornered years ago, and the administration let him get away. Oh my because gosh! Because they they they, 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 they didn't want to pull the trigger, and they had him cornered. And so that Gary Burd said he's a jawbreaker. He's complete fascinating man. If you make if anybody can somehow find a way down to Boston for that, it would be a it's a September ninth. And if anybody can make it down, it would be fascinating. You'd have a great time. So and you can have VIP dinners with all these people too wow. if you want to. So Hey Mark, it's been And then on 9 nine eleven. Oh, we lose you? No 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 go 9-11, right real in. quick we have a bike uh nine eleven, we have a two million biker right to DC to honor nine eleven victims. And it's two million bikers in D C. Check it
0: out. All right, Mark, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to working with you and Tom and the gang in the future and having you back on the show to blow the socks off of everyone here that's listening to us <laughs> tonight. Take care of yourself, my friend. Keep the great work up.
1: Good. Thank
0: you. All right. Exo Nation, my guest this hour, has been uh, J. Mark Campbell, and he is the Director of Communications for the United West. Their website is www.theunitedwest.org. That's www.theunitedwest.org. Well, that's it for tonight. Uh, no, it's not. I've got one more hour. Wow, that's right. My gosh, time flies when you're having fun. Listen, Exonation, if you'd like to send an email and give me your comments on what you've heard tonight or on any other show, if you have a guest suggestion, all you have to do is send an email to exxon at ExoneRadioTV.com. That's exxon at XONERADIOTV.com. Or give us a call toll free worldwide at 1 800 610 7035. And um, hit the zero, it'll take you to our operator and record your message for us. Who knows? We may play it on air. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour. Here in the X-Zone, with yours truly, Rob McConnell, don't go away.